0: hey guys thanks for joining us for this 92nd episode in season two of good questions with cameron dole special guests on this episode include daniel hines from the band left arm tan we'll be talking about their latest single it ain't love also pandemic inspirations and upcoming summer plans as well we'll also visit with actor producer and director jaco sims as season three finale of New Amsterdam will air Tuesday night on NBC. We'll also visit with Canadian country singer-songwriter Lisa Brokop. We'll be talking about her new single, Is It Me and You? We'll also talk about her summer plans and having another concurrent single, which just currently ended. Of course, if you would, please take the time to subscribe, comment, leave some feedback, check out the shop, and share with your friends. Now if you could make one of these two things illegal, which would you choose? Robocalls or junk mail? That's a tough one, isn't it? Well, someone online asked for the worst things that are legal, and those were two of the big ones that people agreed with. Now there were also some serious answers like kid beauty pageants, healthcare costs, and for-profit prisons. But here are a few more not so serious suggestions. Number one, TV shows with smoke detectors going off. Number two, subscriptions are services that auto renew or are too hard to cancel. Like having to go to the gym just to cancel your membership. Number three, food companies basing calorie counts around small serving sizes. You know, like ramen noodles where one pack is two servings. Never. Number four, college professors who make you buy an $80 textbook that they wrote. Number five, the size of the X button on pop-up ads. Now there should be a minimum size so it's not so hard to click. And number six, socks that fit an insanely wide range of feet, like sizes 6 to 12. Now, what would you add to All the right, list? All right, guys, our first guest on the podcast today, a member of Left Arm Tan. They performed a concert at JD's Hideaway here in Altus a couple weeks ago. Daniel Hines on the line with us. And first off, Daniel, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
0: First off, after this last year with the time off of the road, I mean, what's it been like and... uh maybe have the fans really shown that appreciation of the live shows coming back again?
1: Uh, it, it's been, it, it's been a weird year. Right. And um, you know, when all of this started, it, it, you know, you've heard the, the, the saying, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to, <laughs> to hear it, you know, does it make a noise? And, and, you know, there was a period when, you know, everything shut down and, and, you know, It's like, well, if if we're a band, but we don't get to play, we don't even get to be in the same room together, um, we don't get to do anything, we don't even have Mm -hmm. pictures for social media. Are we really a band anymore? You know, and so there was I think a lot of musicians went through this period where they, you know, were probably a a little bit depressed. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think in the long run it turned out to be a good thing because when we got back together. Um, something that had, you know, this is a hard job being a musician and the joy came back and it's, and it's still there. So, you know, we, we played a a show here in Fort Worth, which is our hometown and Mm -hmm. played there last, uh, last weekend. And you could tell the people were happy to just be out, you know, the sun was shining, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we were happy to be there. And, And, you know, it was kind of hot and muggy and we were sweating and, you know, all, all we could think was, you know, we're, we're living the dream, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's good to be here, you know.
0: Now, Daniel, for you, what was it like in the downtime finding inspiration? I mean, what was that inspiration for you? Well, you know, you
1: you would think during um, lockdown, it would be the, you know, the, the time to know people say write the great american novel or (laughs) uh you know hey we're gonna write three albums worth of material and you know initially it 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 was actually demotivating Mm. because you you just you don't know when you're gonna you know hey i can write this song but i don't even know when i'm gonna see the guys in the band again um but you know pretty quickly we got through that and um you know one of the the cool things that happened, you know, of course, all the bands went online with their Facebook live, uh, performances. And, um, it, it was kind of cool that, you know, we did that and it kind of leveled the playing field between all bands. It didn't matter whether you were Paul McCartney or Pat green or left Mm -hmm. arm tan or the next band that, you know, is, is just up and coming. Um, everyone was kind of in the same position. And so, you know, that afforded us an opportunity. There were, you know, some uh, TV shows that came out where they were, you know, uh, putting bands on, um, mm. performing in their living room. And, you know, that gave us an opportunity um, to, to be on a show right next to someone like a Wade Bowen. And, you Um, So there was some exposure that we received during that period that was unexpected. Um, So that, that was really good. And, you know, it just, frankly, it kind of made us stretch ourselves to figure out, okay, if we can't play live, what are we going to do to sort of scratch the creative itch? Um, You know, so, and all the bands went through that, but I'm glad that we're back to a little bit of normalcy.
0: (laughs) So during the extra time did the music change maybe the inspiration for lyrics or themes or maybe things like that did any of that change for you in the time off
1: Well I you know I I'm I definitely think it it affected it um you know our band we tend to be overthinkers on everything um you know everyone wants to write the <laughs> the great um lockdown song and then you know of course we're like well Everyone else is doing it, so we need to write about something else. Um, it, at the end of the day, we, we just decided that regardless of what was going on, we were going to, you know, keep moving forward. And, and, you know, even if dates get moved around, um, you know, and we think, hey, we can plan for a show in June, and then it gets canceled, you still have to move forward. That's probably yeah. the number one thing that we learned is you just have to keep moving forward
0: all right daniel so the newest single from left arm tan it ain't love tell our listeners just a little bit about the uh, behind the song and how excited you are to have one in the midst of pandemic
1: yeah uh well first of all thanks for playing it um we really appreciate that um it, you know on the surface it's a story about a guy who comes home and you know his wife has decided to you know pack everything up and leave him um but you know the what it's really about is how you feel during a breakup. And, you know, I I've, I've been through some breakups and, you know, there's a line in the chorus, you know, it ain't drinking until you're drinking alone. Um, You know, and it's, you're not lonesome until she disconnects the phone. And, you know, if you've ever been through a breakup and then just that, that pit, in your stomach and just that horrible feeling that's kind of what the song is about and uh um, you know it's it's going to be on our upcoming ep that comes out in july we've got an ep that we recorded four songs called road trip songs mm-hmm. you know and our name's left arm tan and when we saw that things were opening back up we decided well let's let's um you know pull together some songs So people can kind of hang their arm out the window and take their road trips. And everyone's finally able to go see family and friends and life's returning to normal. So you're going to need some road trip songs.
0: (laughs) Now, tell me, Daniel, where did the name Left Arm Tan come?
1: Well, we've been around about 11 years. And um, so in 2010, we really we were just recording an album, you know, to have fun. We, We weren't very serious about it. And, um, we, you know, we said, we need a, we need a name and we're all big fans of the band Wilco and they have a song called Monday and there's a line in it. Um, Charlie's fixing his van with a left arm tan. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, as the album came together, you know, it it was driving music. That's really for whatever reason, just naturally, that's kind of the sound that we make. So we said, well, we're left arm tan. And, uh, and we stuck with it and, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun name and,
0: and it's who we are. That's right. Well, Daniel, if folks want to find out more information, not only about the single, if it ain't love uh, the tour, the upcoming EP and more is uh website, maybe social media, probably the best place. Uh, sure. I mean, first of all, if you Google left arm tan, you're going to get
1: pages and pages about us. Um, you know, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash left tan uh, on Instagram. We're left arm tan band. Um, our website is leftarmtan.com, um, So you can find all of our information out there. And then all of our music is, is on every digital platform, Spotify and iTunes and all the, all those crazy ones that I never go to, but it's out there. <laughs> They're for younger people, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, we're I think we're even on TikTok.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Again, Daniel Hines, Left Arm Tan, appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule. Hope you have a good week. Catch up again real soon.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to being in uh, Altus again. So thanks for having me.
0: Now, it's a lot easier to socialize now than it was a year ago. But a solid portion of the country wishes you'd leave them all alone just a little bit longer. of people wish they had more alone time, which doesn't mean they want to be by themselves all the time, but they don't get enough of it. Around 60% say that they're happy with the amount of alone time they currently get, 11% wish they had less of it, and young people would like to be left alone more than older people do. Now what age did you finally start taking your health seriously? If you did it young, good for you, because most of us don't. A recent study found that 42% of people don't do it until age 39. And here are the top things that prompt it. Number one, you don't have as much energy as you used to. Number two, losing weight suddenly seems a lot harder. Number three, your clothes don't fit anymore. Number four, a milestone birthday like your 40th or 50th. Number five, you're out of breath after climbing a set of stairs. Number six, even running a short distance seems hard. Number seven, other people point out that you've put on weight. Number eight, seeing a bad picture of yourself. Number nine, a family member has health issues. And number 10, an injury that takes too long to recover from. New Amsterdam airs Tuesday nights, 10 Eastern, 9 local time on NBC, and season three finale coming up tomorrow night. And we've got our good friend Jocko Sims back on the line with us. And first off, Jocko, appreciate you taking the time.
2: Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much.
0: Now, Jocko, last time we talked, we were moving toward the end of season two, but uh, man, a little bit of a derailment in in the world has gone on. And uh, how different did everything look this last season for you, my friend?
2: Well, it looked a little different, uh, as you know. We we had uh, get tested constantly and, and retested, and and making sure that uh, we had a healthy cast and crew. Um, and and so after a while, we we got used to that. I was just Overwhelmed with the, the, the ability of this amazing crew, amazing producers and writers to uh, write the reality of what was going on in the world into the show, um, to, to keep moving forward and keep the audiences interested during this time. It's just mind-blowing for me, and I'm just so grateful to be
0: a part of it. And Jocko, with uh, everybody having, uh, it seems like we've all got our ears on what the doctors are saying. Did you guys worry this last season because of COVID and everything else going on? Maybe uh, medical would have to take a background as far as TB is concerned?
2: Um, No, not so much. And I felt like, you know, it was going to be important to sort of incorporate what everybody was going through. Uh, You know, sometimes we forget uh, that doctors are people too. So there's a moment in episode two of this season where uh, Dr. Sharp is telling me that we lost a lot of people here. Um, uh, you know, obviously the, the patients, but, uh, you know, the doctors were taking it hard. And he said that Bloom took it the hardest. And it made me uh, want to go check on my friend and, and sort of be there for her. But, you know, it's great that we are able to tell those stories. And we have real doctors and nurses that are with us on set when they were able to be. And, and guide us through these processes. And and when we weren't filming, we were in touch with those same doctors and nurses and and texting with them and they were keeping us informed as as to their health, their mental health and what was going on with the patients in the hospitals. We have a good relationship with them and with the hospitals uh, that we work with. And uh, it was great that we were able to continue to tell the stories.
0: Now we talked about the season three finale coming up tomorrow night, and, and Jocko, how excited are you for the the end of season three? And uh, well, without giving away too much, uh, a little insight into what we can see tomorrow night.
2: Yes, well, I'm very excited. Well, for one, I haven't seen this episode, and uh, I had read it, and my jaw hit the floor once again. I mean, one thing about this show: we, we tell some great stories, we tell uh, some true stories. Uh, they're tear tearjerkers. You'll need a box of Kleenex every 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 episode and you, you know it, they're, they're really good at, at giving the fans what they want uh, be it a cliffhanger or be it wrapping up a, 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 an open story uh, and they definitely don't disappoint this year so I'm, I'm so so looking forward to seeing it
0: now Jocko away from the screen what uh, what has been occupying your time in some of the extra hours that you've had this last year
2: yeah well well one I've, I've been I've become an avid cyclist something I never expected (laughs) and I I ride my bike ride my bike all around New York City I've been exploring the city and I guess the most I've done is like 20 20 to 22 miles at one time and it's just it's just been amazing and also uh creatively I've started to to write and come up with projects um and and that's been a lot of fun uh and hopefully you know one of them will come to fruition uh here in the near future but that, that, that there is a silver lining uh, to uh, my downtime that I had. It, it, it was
0: those two things for sure. Now, I know, Jocko, you also like to cook. Did you try any new recipes this last year? Did you stretch yourself a little bit in the kitchen?
2: Let's see. Anything new. Um, I did a, I did a – you know, I've been trying to eat a little more healthy. You know, we had some some good weeks and some bad weeks, you know. So I, I discussed <laughs> my old recipes of my, my gumbo or 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 Mexican chicken tinga those aren't the healthiest ones but you know then I would do some some baked chicken and grill to put a lot of things on the grill That I think that's something that I changed up uh and you know when you whenever you grill grilling, meat you you have less fat and less oils that are that'll stay in the meat and so that's what I picked up
0: there you go well what uh since we missed summer 2020 what big plans you got for this summer
2: well I'm glad you asked I already went down to Miami for a little bit and and, and kick my feet up and relax. And I have one more before we get back to work. I'm going to head to Jamaica with my mom, who I haven't seen in a year. And uh, she's just, you know, it, once a week, she, she cries thinking about it. That's the longest time we've ever gone. And she loves Jamaica. It's like her home away from home. Uh, she gets to go down there and She's always wanted me to go. I mean, for over 13 years, she's been going. And finally, I, I called her up and said, Hey, Mom, I think... We should reunite there, and she's just over the moon, so I'm looking forward.
0: That's awesome. And again, the uh, the, the season finale coming up tomorrow night, uh, 10 Eastern, 9 local time on NBC. And Jocko, always want to make sure and let folks know where to keep up with everything you got going social media-wise as well, my friend.
2: Absolutely. You uh, the, the spell my name, Jocko Sims, J-O-C-K-O-S-I-M-S, on all the platforms.
0: There you go. Well, Jocko, uh, it's always great to visit with you, sir. Appreciate you taking out some time. And, uh, brother, hope you have a, a great summer break as well.
2: I'm Karen. Okay, same to you, brother. Thank you so much.
0: Now, a lot of people got dogs during the pandemic, or at least thought about it. And now we have some data on the types of dogs we were looking for. Someone looked through Google Trends to find the type of dog that each state Googled the most in the past year, and the list is surprisingly diverse. Twenty-four different breeds were number one in at least one state, and only six breeds got more than two states. But there was still a clear winner. Number one, Bulldogs. They were the most searched dog breed in ten different states, including Georgia, which makes sense because of the Georgia Bulldogs. Number two the Havanese. Now they're next with five states, New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Nebraska, and Idaho. Number three, four breeds got three states each. Cocker Spaniels in Alabama, South Carolina, and Utah. German Shepherds in Kentucky, North Carolina, and West Virginia. Golden Retrievers in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Wisconsin. And Greyhounds in Colorado, Connecticut, and kansas and number four six breeds got two states each boxers dachshunds corgis pugs samoyeds and west highlands harriers singer songwriter she's uh, she actually had a couple of songs really that were out at the same time a, a couple of weeks ago and uh, still got the new single we'll talk about that as well with lisa brokop and first off Lisa thank you so much for taking the time.
3: Oh, you're so welcome. It's a pleasure to be here and and seeing you on video. You look amazing. We were just talking about that.
0: <laughs> oh, she's pulling out the pre the pre-interview oh, yeah, yeah. conversation on us. I got you now. <laughs> now, now Lisa, tell us what what was it like to to have two singles at the same time in the midst of all we've gone through this last year?
3: Well, you know what you could have told if you'd have told me that a year ago, there's going to be two songs out. I would have said, no, that's ridiculous. I mean, I didn't expect even one. There was no that was just I figured, okay, we're in a pandemic. Everything. We're just going to slow down. We're just going to stay home, homeschool, all that stuff. Um, But lo and behold, you just never know what the universe is going to pull out. And uh, Jeff Carson and I have the song. Well, it's Jeff's song that he released uh, many years ago and I got to sing on it with him. God Save the world. And, um, he decided to re-release it and then it started getting some traction and doing really well. So then curb records who originally released it, decided they would get on board as well. And then out it went. And I was like, wow, that's super cool. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) You know, uh, things like that just never happen in the music business, but there it was. And then, um, And then, of course, my song, Is It Me and You, with Harley Hatcher, who's the songwriter. been working with him, and I was singing some demos for him last year through the pandemic. That's what we do here in Nashville, get hired to go to the studio. There's several awesome places here in Nashville to do that, and you go and you sing great songs for people. Um, And so Harley contacted me after that and said, hey, what about taking one of these songs and putting it out to radio? And I thought, of all the questions I did not expect that one <laughs> but uh so he uh, wrote this song for me and um it's it's out there and it's climbing up the chart and I can't believe it I'm just I'm flabbergasted really it's just so unexpected but that's I love that because that's when things are the best when they just happen spontaneously and it's like okay I'm just going with it here we go <laughs> what
0: was it like whenever you you realized not only you were going to have two singles out there or one single out there but but to have two and in spite of what we've all gone through this last year i mean how crazy is it uh, not even thinking about having one
3: i know it's like super crazy because the music business is difficult at the best of times you know we're all trying to get out there there's a lot of us with great songs and we're trying to get them it's very hard so, of course, you would never expect to try it in a pandemic. It <laughs> just wouldn't. You know, <laughs> things are so weird and topsy-turvy. And But, um, you know, I'm also a big believer of just go with the flow. And all of a sudden, this has just been put in front of me. And uh, I'm like, OK, OK, God, what you got? I'm, I'm going with it. <laughs> and off we went. So it's been a lot of fun. I, you know, it's actually been the most fun because when there's no expectation and you're not sure it's just fun, and you just go with it and you talk to people and you know see it going up the chart it's amazing
0: now Lisa, what did you take what what is your takeaway from the pandemic i mean we've we've both been around the industry for a few years, and yeah. uh, obviously we've never seen anything like this and how have you had to adjust uh because of pandemic, and maybe has that kind of reinvigorated your uh, creative juices a little bit
3: you know it has in different ways um I actually didn't mind the slowing down so much. You know, I've been traveling for years and years, you know, since in my early 20s or my, my teens, really, I've been traveling. And, <laughs> let's go way back. And uh, so, you know, it wasn't I was OK to stay home, you know, to be I have an 11 year old daughter. We were homeschooling. That's another interview, another story, probably that that was a nightmare. <laughs> but anyways, everything else, you know, slowing down. You know, I'm aside from being kind of an extrovert with the music, I'm a kind of an introvert otherwise. So I like downtime. I like quiet being at home, you know, just kind of that sort of thing. And it was great to slow down for our family. It was kind of a reset button in a way Mm -hmm. to figure out, okay, we're going to do this now. And maybe that wasn't so important or this is important and we need to get that back. You know, those kinds of things. So. I think it's been good. It's been hard. You know, I look back and there's, of course, had some tough days and um, not being able to get up to family. I'm from Canada. Can't get up there. Um, (laughs) Haven't been up there all year. So that that stuff is hard, but you know, we're getting there. We're getting there.
0: Now, what is uh, maybe the the thing that you pulled out of 2020 and uh, you're using that as you move forward into 2021 and we get ready to open up as Uh, obviously people are really looking forward to the summer and uh, the concerts and all of that. What, uh, what, what have you really grabbed onto?
3: I think don't sweat the small stuff. You know, when something that big is happening, it sure minimizes, you know, it makes some of those things that we thought were so important look kind of silly. It's like, you know, we stayed healthy through it. Awesome. You know, we did not get sick. Um, We were able to, um, uh, stay, see some friends throughout it. Some people didn't see anybody. We were able to kind of have a bubble of uh, a few people around. Um, you know, it's just, I think that, and I hear that from a lot of people, it's like, you know, the bigger stuff, the things we think are big are really aren't that big. It's about being healthy, happy, um, maybe take some of the chaos out of life as we move Mm -hmm. forward to keep that stress down. And, you know, that sort of thing.
0: Now, when the time came that you weren't on stage anymore, what was maybe the biggest surprise thing that you miss about performing?
3: Um, Well, you know, I have an ego just like anybody else. So (laughs) (laughs) let's be honest, it's fun to have people applaud and enjoy your music, buy your records. So, you know, that's been, but, but, you know, I wasn't touring all the time anyway. So, uh, you know, being at home was also a part of what i do it you know it was i had a christmas tour lined up for 2020 and we had to cancel that so i was disappointed about that because i love christmas i love performing christmas music i'd never done a christmas tour and i was about to do that so that was disappointing but it's going to happen it's just going to be delayed so we'll probably do it next year in 22. um so you know yeah there is a little bit of that well Nobody's looking at me. Oh my gosh, am I okay? You know, it turns
0: out I am okay. (laughs) Now, what? uh, How has the how has the inspiration been? Songwriting, music, lyric, uh, any of that for you this last year? Has it been more difficult to find inspiration, or maybe have you found it uh, in places you weren't looking before?
3: That's exactly it. Places I wasn't thinking I would find it. Um, you know, Nashville's a big place for co-writing. So of course that wasn't, unless you were doing it online, that wasn't really happening. Um, but I started writing a bit more on my own, which I'm not all that good at because I'll start it, but I won't finish it. So, you know, I'm that kind of person, <laughs> but, um, but I actually kind of got inspired. I've been writing some Christian music, just, you know, times like this will kind of make you go into your prayer life a little bit more. And it did that for me. And so I wrote some of those kinds of songs that I just really love because there wasn't any expectation. It was like, well, just just do whatever. And it was fun to let those kinds of creative juices flow. And I think that's only going to move into everything else that I'm doing and, um, you know, put an extra layer on it.
0: Now, who have been your musical, uh, the, the musical go to's for you as you've had time alone? Have you have you delved back a few years to some of the old time favorites of yours?
3: I love the old music. I love Patsy Cline, the legendary ladies. In fact, that's one of my shows when I am touring um, the Patsy Cline project. So I do a lot of her classics um, plus a few that I've written to go with that show. Um, You know, uh, let's see, what do I listen to? You know, I have 11 year old daughter. So as soon as we get in the car, her (laughs) station comes on. So I listen to a lot of what she's listening to, which is not always my favorite stuff, but you know, um, I love the old style music. I love simple recordings with a steel guitar, acoustic guitar, that kind of thing. Um, the quiet music I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> he likes the, loud what, music. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what's been the biggest technological thing that you've had to pick up as a result of the pandemic? I mean, obviously we're doing Zoom and us radio guys, that's not anything we've ever had to do before. Is yeah. uh, Is it kind of the same for you?
3: Yes. When it comes to technology, like it's amazing. We're actually on and connected right now. Like I have had problems every time, like, oh my gosh, I got another interview. I'm going to screw it up. Oh my gosh. And, (laughs) And the smallest little things, the button I forget to push, I'm really not good at that stuff. So, but I did. I have learned a few things and, um, about zoom and learned that I'm maybe not as dumb as I thought it was. (laughs) So you can do things if you try.
0: (laughs) Lisa, we talked about the single uh, God Save the world and the timeliness of that, the feedback that you've gotten from it. I mean, uh, how cool is that? And like we said, the timeliness of it and, uh, and Jeff just really poured his heart out as well.
3: He's so amazing. I've always loved his voice since way back when, when he had his hits out. And uh, it's such a great song. And I I just feel kind of privileged, honored that I got to sing on it because the lyric, I've always loved the lyric. It's beautiful. But to hear it now with everything going on, it's like, oh, that is like, that's right on. I just love it. And uh, I think Jeff is great. He's such a humble guy and a hard worker. And he's been so excited to finally have something back out again. Here we are, us old guys out there <laughs> with something back on the chart. It's like, whoa, look at us.
0: <laughs> what does it say about the state of the world for that to have climbed the charts like it did and, uh, and not, on secular radio even?
3: Exactly. I think people are starved for something like that. They're, they're, they're lonesome. They're hurting. They're, they're um, stressed out because nobody knows exactly what's going on. So a song like that, it just fills a place. Even if you don't know it, it just touches something in your heart that even if you're not a believer, uh, I think there's just, it gets you. So, and if you are a believer, all the better. And, you know, it's perfect. I just, I love the lyric to that song.
0: Now, with with no expectations as the, as the new single rolled out, I mean, uh, what's it like whenever you start hearing one, two, three, four, five ads coming in, and uh, it, does it does it make you feel like the kid in the candy store again?
3: You know, it does because I never thought I'd ever hear those terms. Hey, we got this many ads this week. We got ten <laughs> ads, like. I I remember those days when I was on Capitol Records and Sony, and you were on Mondays. You'd wait for the how many ads did we get? And I just never thought I'd be in that game again. (laughs) And so here we are, and I'm like, oh wow, look at more ads. Look, it's going up the chart. Look at there, there I am. I take a picture of it, post it on you know, post it on (laughs) Facebook and all that stuff. And yeah, I feel like a a a newcomer again. I'm a new artist at at my age. I'm not going to tell you how old, but it was my birthday yesterday. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right, well, well, happy belated birthday to you!
3: Thank you. Now you you
0: talked about posting on social. Have you? Uh, I'm of the older generation too now. Uh, TikTok have have you delved into TikTok yet?
3: You know, I tried. My daughter loves that. Of course, she's 11, and I actually went on. She was so embarrassed. It was. I mean, it was worth it for that. It kind of fun, you know. And I just did a little snippet. You know, people do little snippets of songs. And I did that song, uh, If the World Was Ending, You'd Come Over Now. Do you remember that song? Um, I just did a little snippet and I think she kind of liked it, but there was no way she was going to tell me that she did. And so it was pretty embarrassing. Like, oh, my God, my mom's on TikTok. So and I called it Moms on TikTok. You can go find it. And so I think I need to build that, you know, build up the moms on TikTok. (laughs)
0: <laughs> now, now, how hard has that been to, to catch on with with social media? I mean, oh. obviously that was a, that's a whole different ball game, and but it, yeah. but it also allows a, a little better interaction with fans, and I sure you gotta does. appreciate that this last year, right? Uh,
3: absolutely. I mean, the FaceTime Live stuff. We've done some concerts from the living room. And even, you know, talking to family at home if it weren't for that stuff. And, yeah, and I find out things from other people. Oh, they're doing this and they've got this live recording happening. I'm not really good at it, I have to say. You know, I am from the older generation. It <laughs> baffles me. It does, you know. But I try. And, yes, I uh, it's great to say, hey, I've got this coming up. You can let people know. Um, so, you know, I try. I could do better for sure. I try. But um, <laughs> but thank thank god for it because it is the only thing we've got or have had the last year
0: now now how hard was it the first time around to do a facebook live and and what's it like to to sing and and imagine the feedback i guess right
3: <laughs> it's the it's the weirdest thing when you finish the song and there's dead silence <laughs> it's like and you and you know what your brain automatically does they didn't like me. And it's like, <laughs> how do you know? Not, but then you see the little hearts go up on the underneath and you go, oh, okay, they did like me. Oh, good. They're, they're responding. We're, we're so <laughs> egotistical. <laughs> you got yeah, your Sally
0: weird. Field coming out, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've gotten used to it. You know, just what it is. I sort of imagine the applause. And I actually might do, I'm thinking about doing one on Friday. My my daughter and my husband are going to see his his mother um, so I'm all all by myself this week, so I think I'm going to do another little show, and uh, I'm going to think about that
0: this conversation. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> now, First Lisa, the, uh, the the new single is it me and you? I want to make sure and let our listeners know not only where to find more about that, where to get it, where to uh, follow your socials, and uh, and obviously, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, let them know where TikTok uh, where they can follow you there too. <laughs> um,
3: well, I, the, yeah. I don't know how to get on (laughs) there. You just have to type me in there. Um, But yes, uh, Is It Me and You is available on all the streaming platforms. So, uh, you know, Pandora, Apple, um, all those places you can go on, whatever your favorite one is. I have a website, lisabrokop.com. So if you want to go there, that's where I'm doing some blogging and information and tour dates as they come up. There isn't any yet, but there will be soon. Um, So, yeah, and Facebook, you know, Twitter. I try to post and keep up on there as well.
0: That's right. Well, Lisa, it is a privilege to have the chance to spend some time with you today. I love the new single, love the work with Jeff as well. That was couldn't have fit better in the time that we uh, that we live in as well.
3: Yes, absolutely. I appreciate you guys so much and I'm, I'm grateful for the spins and a pleasure talking to you as well.
0: Well, thanks again for joining us for this 90 second episode in season two of Good Questions with Cameron Dole. If you ever have a comment, question, maybe anything else you'd like to know, you can hit me up on the contact page at gqwithcam.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, all at GQWithCam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, visit our merch store where you find hoodies, shirts, stickers, tumblers, mugs, and much more. That's at gqwithcam.com forward slash shop. Of course, if you've got a special guest idea, email me gqwithcam at gmail.com. Thanks again to our good friend, Texas country artist, Brandon Allen for coming up with our theme music. We're going to let him play us out. hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday.